0: Hi everyone, welcome to Build with VAs. I am Valentina Brega, and in today's episode, I want to discuss what is separating a great leader from an average one. Now, when it comes to crushing it in business, there are traits that set apart the successful entrepreneurs from the merely competent ones. And of course, hard work, perseverance, strong vision, they're all important. But one of the most important factors is a willingness to do business differently than the norm. So what does that mean? The norm would be that, as an entrepreneur, you feel the need to control the whole system, the whole process, the whole operations of your business, and you micromanage the team. Why? Because you feel like no one else can do it better than you can, no one else cares about your business as much as you can, and so on, right? We all have these limiting beliefs in our minds. Now, these types of entrepreneurs, they are control freaks who want to make sure everything goes according to plan, everything is perfect, and they don't trust other people to take care of their company. And as you can probably guess, at some point they're gonna burn out, this is not a sustainable model of business. Now what do successful people do? Successful people, they look at work differently. They know they're not good at everything and they can't do everything on their own. So they need a lot of help. And so they learn how to delegate the tasks they're not good at to other people who actually shine at it. So successful people recognize the power of leveraging the time and the skills of other people. And why do they do that? Because building a strong team not only frees up their Their own time and energy, but also allows them to focus on their own strengths, which are unique, their own responsibilities, and that can lead to better productivity, more creativity and a lot more profits. So to make it short, what do successful people do? They delegate. But how? How they delegate? There are a couple of rules that are so awesome and amazing, and I can't wait to share those with you. And these are the rules that I want to implement in my company as well. And I hope that you can find a lot of good inspiration here too. So let's talk about the rules that successful people do to delegate right. So rule number one, they delegate up to experts. Now, you don't have to be an expert in everything. You don't have to be an expert in social media or sales or web design or house building or anything like that, because there are experts who already invested time and money into learning that trade and who can do it much better than you can, right? So, and especially if these tasks are being done on a computer, they can be done by anyone in the world. They can be done remotely by a team of virtual assistants at a fraction of a cost what it would be here in the United States. And that's important because Because the better you learn how to delegate up to experts, to someone who is better than you, then the better products and services you will have, the better processes you will create and the better company ultimately you create. Because think about this. If you have the right team in place, the team of experts, the processes will take care of themselves. The company is going to run more organically without your involvement as much. And you can delegate a lot more than just office work. If you really think about this, how important delegation is in our everyday life. And you can delegate a lot more than just office work. So let's say, for example, if your time is better used at something else, you can delegate the housework to too, too, or something that takes up your time that you're not spending doing bigger things. So you can have someone else cook for you, clean for you, mow the lawn while you focus on bigger tasks. All right, rule number two, even if you are the expert, it doesn't mean you should do the job. So we talked about delegating up to experts, but what if you are the expert? What if really no one else can do things better than you can? That should still be delegated, even if you are the expert. Let me give you an example. My husband is a professional videographer. Ask him anything about video shooting, editing, lights, cameras, angles... He is in his element. He can talk about this for days. I- I'm, not, I'm not even joking. He, that's his sweet spot. He's very good at what he does. And he recently started his company, helping entrepreneurs create podcasts. And he makes everything from creating intros, outros, uh, publishing, promoting the podcast, everything, consulting to technology. This is really his strong suit and he can help a lot in this area. And even so, even though he is the expert and the go-to person, he hired help. Why? Because he's running a company and the company needs him to be in a different position than working on video editing all day. Even though he could probably do it much faster than the people he hired or the people that is working with him in his company. Again, the reason for that is because his attention Is better used elsewhere it really takes a shift in mentality to to take this step and sometimes you have to force yourself not to do the task even though you're really really good at this but really let go of the vine and trust others i know it's easier said than done i'm struggling with this myself too sometimes but i understand that if i want to grow at the pace i want to grow then i have to trust other people i can't do it alone i can't do it by myself even if that means that the people that help me they're only working at 80% of my capacity or 80% of the results they're producing, that's still better. If I have two people producing 80% each, that's better than me operating in this task at 100%. And the third thing that successful entrepreneurs do is they ask themselves, does this increase the value of my business? Now, you delegated some tasks, good for you. You freed up, let's say you freed up five, six, eight hours of work per day, now what? You have all of this free time, how are you using this? What do you do with this free time? If you're spending time with your family, that's good, that's personal fulfillment, but it does nothing for your business or your business is not gonna scale as fast as you would like it to. So as an entrepreneur, your main role is to scale your business. Why? Because when you scale your business, you make sure your employees have a job, you make sure they get bonuses, they get increases, you get their motivation, they want to stay with you, they feel stability, right? The processes are more streamlined and you actually share the stress of running your business with other people too. It's not all on your shoulders. So when you scale, you're going to rely more and more on your team. So that's why you have to be very strategic about how you're using this time. And it's kind of counterintuitive. It's actually the fewer tasks you work in, the better it is for the business because the few little tasks you're focused on, that means you have this time to focus on growing your company. And then that ensures the company's success. And Energy flows where attention goes, right? Where you put your energy, that's where attention goes, that's where action happens, that's where you see results. Where you put the effort, that's where you will see results. Number four, what successful people do is they duplicate themselves. Now, before you delegate a task, you probably have some standards in your mind of how you want this to be done. So that's why record how you want the task to be completed because simply having a meeting online is just not gonna be enough. There will be too many details that will be forgotten, too many mistakes will be made and so on. So a lot of the times people ask me well does that mean before i hire someone does that mean i have to have a good sop in place i need to have standard operating procedures or other people say you know what i'm not ready to hire because i don't have an sop yet i don't have a video walking people through how i want things to be done on my end the good thing is that if you don't have a recording um don't it's it's much more important to delegate things to it to a to someone else rather than have it all perfect. So my advice usually when when people ask me these questions, I say this, if you don't have a recording beforehand, that's fine. When you meet with a new assistant online, you're gonna record that meeting. You're gonna have a, a, a training with them anyways, right? You're gonna walk them through your whole process of how you want things to be done. So record that session instead and then, Show how something is done and keep that recording in a central place where it can be easily found. And then that's not enough to just have the recording. What's also very important is test the knowledge periodically, have role plays. If this is a call call, ask questions from the training, give feedback, be involved and so on. And yes, it does take some time initially until you get your assistant up to speed but it's going to free up so much of your time later on. So a lot of people think that delegation is higher and forget. It's not that simple. It actually takes time to initially bring someone on board. But once you do it right, this is where the magic happens. You duplicate yourself and then you feel better about trusting that person with an important project because you've trained them up to your standards, right? You tested their knowledge multiple times. You've given them feedback. They're showing you little by little that they can do the tasks that you want them to do up to your standards. And that's how you duplicate yourself. That's what's going to crush the limiting belief that you have about no one else can do it better than me. And think about what it's doing for the virtual assistant that you have on board. After you train that person, his or her value is going to go higher as well. They will feel more empowered. They will feel like they can do the task much, much better. And they will feel more confident in their role. And the more confident they get, the more value they can bring to the company. So the value of a company increases as well. Rule number five is have the right person in the right seat. Everything that I mentioned so far, all of these rules, they really mean nothing if you don't have the right person for the right job. So when you bring someone on board, ask yourself, is this the best capacity this person could be in or am I asking a fish to climb a tree? And how can you check that? There are a lot of personality surveys, there are a lot of tests that you can use because everybody has their strength. And this person could be a superstar in one position and could be completely wrong for the other position. It doesn't mean the person is wrong. It just means they are maybe not put in the right role. So if you have a different role for them in your company, great, if not, that's okay as well. When you keep the wrong person in the team, let's see what's happening here. When you keep the wrong person on your team, what's happening is you're doing yourself a disservice because your business is not growing the way it should be. And you're also doing a disservice to that virtual assistant or to that employee because they could be so much happier elsewhere. They could be so much more fulfilled elsewhere, but now they're stuck in this role because they might need uh, the money or they don't think they have other options. And you're keeping them from looking for another job because, you know, they're getting a salary and they're happy. And you're also keeping yourself from looking for the better candidate because what's happening is if you have somebody completing the role, you're like, well, he's not the best, but you know, um, I'm not gonna go run an ad because I do have somebody already taking care of this responsibility in my company. So what you're doing is you're holding yourself from placing that ad, from finding a better person who could bring you more revenue, who could bring you more profitability. So having the right person with the right personality for the right role is one of the most crucial things you need to do as a business owner. And that's exactly what successful people look at. They're not okay with mediocrity. They don't settle for mediocrity. They want best. They want better every single time. So again, think about this. If you don't have the right person in the right seat in your company, you're hurting yourself, you're hurting that same person, and you're hurting the company too. So what we do at Higher Train VA, for us, this is so important. Before we place a virtual assistant with a company, we run a personality survey that's 90% accurate to make sure that the virtual assistant is gonna be happier in this role and to make sure that this person is gonna bring you the most benefit in the role they're in. So yes, we do that. And if you're not doing this in your company, look into some possibilities here as well. So that's what successful people do here. And number six, what successful people do is they measure performance. If you're delegating something to a virtual assistant, to an employee, or to another expert, be clear on your expectations and also communicate these expectations to to the assistant as well, because no one can read your mind and it might lead to a lot of frustration on both ends, on your end, on the VA's end as well, because the expectations are not clear. If you don't measure performance, you don't know what to improve, you don't know what to tweak, and you'll always think that no one else can take care of your business or a task better than you because actually the problem is in communication. So in our company, for example, everyone has a number to report at the end of the day. Everybody knows what they're responsible for. Everybody knows how we measure success and what success looks like. So it also gives our employees or our team members, it gives them peace of mind because they know, okay, if I'm reaching those numbers, my job is secure, my job is safe. And I know that this is how I'm contributing to the betterment of the company. But if the VA doesn't know what what you expect of them, and if you don't know what to expect of them, then you will just not know what to tweak, you'll let them go, there'll be a lot of confusion, again, a lot of frustration. So KPIs are very, very important. And hold your team accountable to these metrics because when you're letting someone go, no one should be surprised that they're being let go. And KPIs don't lie, numbers don't lie. So no one will ever wonder whether or not they're doing a good job for you. And rule number seven is successful people promote from within. So when you promote from within, people see more opportunities and they are less likely to search for other jobs elsewhere. When you promote from within, your team members, they know that they can grow with you. So they become more loyal to you. They strive towards that. That's going to be better salary. They already know your system. They already know your process. It's going to be less stressful for, for them to work with your company rather than be searching for a job elsewhere. And this is a great way to increase morale as well. And it also takes another thing off your plate. I mean, think about this. Right now, what's happening when you are onboarding a team, when you're first delegating tasks and responsibilities, you are the one responsible for managing the teams, for keeping them accountable, for giving feedback, for training them, for looking at KPIs and so on. When you're promoting someone from within, and you hire someone else to do the base level tasks, what's happening is the person who got promoted, they can take this thing off your plate too, because now they can be training the new employee, they can be uh, checking the KPIs, they can keep them accountable and so on. This is what's happening in my team as well. I'm not as involved in some parts of the company, as I was before. And it actually business works much smoother and much better without my involvement as much. I have virtual assistants who are completely running full departments for me. And I just get weekly reports on how how everything's going. One needs to be improved, one needs to be tweaked. I'm looking at the numbers. We have weekly meetings with them. I'm looking at my business from a different lens and I'm not so focused on in the nitty gritty. And that gives me the possibility to maybe come up with ideas that my team members don't see it because they're so focused on the little details right? So the way my company right now is structured is my virtual assistant is running her full department and she's hiring a person from underneath her. And she's responsible for training this new person, for giving a new set of KPIs, for doing everything that, because she already knows this, she's already gone through all of this. So she's a much better person now to train the new people than I am. And because this new person is going to work in her department, it, she feels involved and she feels important and she feels responsible for the new hire, right? So that responsibility and this really elevates the status of your virtual assistant and it elevates the status of your, of any team members uh, in your company. So I have two departments that are completely in charge of virtual assistants and I'm slowly looking to duplicate myself Uh, in other departments as well, and have somebody else run it. And the two departments run by my virtual assistants are the strongest departments in the company. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's this empowerment, and I think it's this extra responsibility. And I think it's me freeing up my time and my mental energy to actually think of how we can improve this part of the business. So... If you're not doing this, really consider doing this in your company. So that's why successful people, how they're different from the merely competent one. It's good to be competent. It's good to be smart. You have to be smart, but that's just not enough. To be successful, you also have to be wise. You have to leverage, you have to delegate, you have to find good people around you and don't settle for mediocrity. Another thing why, why you shouldn't settle for mediocrity is be, because when you accept mediocrity in your company, you're actually punishing the A players in your team. They'll be like, look, I work hard. I bring results. I'm afraid to lose my job. So maybe I shouldn't be worried. Maybe I shouldn't worry about this as much because you're clearly tolerating this mediocre behavior or this subpar result. So maybe why am I stressing out? Maybe I should, I shouldn't stress out about this either. So you, you get what you tolerate. Your business is as good as what you tolerate. So if you tolerate mediocrity, it's gonna be an average business. If you're always looking to find better people, to leverage more skills, to leverage your their time more, to delegate up, to delegate better, then that's what's gonna set you apart. The difference between a great leader and an average leader is that the great leader delegates better. And if you're looking what on on ways how to delegate better, if you're looking to hire virtual assistants, get on a call with me, get on a call with my team. I would love to see where your business is right now and what we can do and how we can give you the right people in the right seat, people who follow all of these rules that I just mentioned right now to make sure that your business is as successful as it can be. That's all I have for today. I hope you got a lot of good stuff out of this. I'll see you next week.